On this episode of DLN Extend, we will have a spirited conversation about ProtonDB's rating system. This episode of DLN Extend is brought to you by DigitalOcean and Bitwarden. Welcome to episode 36 of DLN Extend. DLN Extend is a community-powered podcast. We take conversations from places like the Discourse, Telegram Group, and Discord server, so much more. We also take topics from around the network and give you our take. With me today is the wonderful Nate, who is a vintage tech enthusiast with a totally, according to Matt, unhealthy obsession with the Open Seuss project. And my other fantastic host today is Matt, the Linux game enabler and always having some funky tech in the background. What are you up to today, Matt? I do not totally get what you mean. I would never make game recommendations ever or enable people to never never i think that lie isn't working very good for every other person (laughs) on the network now so yeah nobody believes you matt that is totally (laughs) their problem not mine i don't i don't i just make the recommendation i don't force you to be able to click the big old buy button that's your responsibility so so it's like it's like saying it's like me holding out a bowl of ice cream that's melting in my hands to my kids and say hey here you go don't eat it that's how that's how you want to look at it well that might be how you want to look at it i am uh i'm doing all right uh this week's just been really personally hectic uh, i haven't had a lot of time to really do much for myself so i don't have any weird projects or anything i've been working on uh still using ubi ports on the pine phone that's pretty much my my biggest thing for those that do use ubi ports on the pine phone i would recommend enabling the dev channel for the updates because you will see significant improvement over the stock stable image so just a recommend there though. So Nate, what have you been up to, bud? Well, quite a bit, actually. The main thing I'm working on right now, and I Matt, I blame you partially. At least I'm going to blame you, even if it's not true. Is uh, I, I have too many video game things. Most of them are vintage because you know I'm a vintage tech enthusiast. Uh, but I'm but I have things that are not quite vintage yet. Like I wouldn't consider like the GameCube vintage yet because um, I don't know I just wouldn't. So I, I'm building a, a gaming rack which will have uh, like in my living room. My kids like to play all all eras of games because I, I don't you know I want I want them to have a, a well-rounded, rich history in video games. So I'm building a gaming rack because uh, I have too much stuff, and and I find that like, the like switching things around into the TV has been less than stellar experience for them and for me you know because they can't it can't just be a, like a, a moment where you know they want to go from like let's say the switch to the gamecube they can't just do that so i'm i'm building this gaming rack i've, I've cut all the wood for it yet and i've and, I, and in the middle of cutting the well at the end of cutting the wood i decided for on a design change uh, already but uh so i have it's gonna be a seven shelf system it'll have a uh, the C64, not a Commodore 64. That's actually a recreation of the Commodore 64 that's modern, but uses like HDMI out and USB inputs and stuff like that. So that I guess it doesn't really qualify as vintage, maybe kind of, sort of. I don't know. Uh, it has a, I'll have a spot for the Nintendo Switch, the GameCube, original Xbox, a PS3, a Nintendo 64, and then I'll, uh, an HDMI switcher so I can just switch between them. And then also have uh, two, uh, all the outputs will be split. So let's say I want to watch uh, Netflix or YouTube or Disney Plus or whatever on the TV, but the kids want to play Twitch or whatever then they can divert the output to the auxiliary monitor, which will be on top of the rack. And so they can still play, you know, uh, I, I have to do some sort of wireless headphone thing yet. I haven't had that worked out. I'll get there. But um, but then on the very bottom, a place for putting all the different games. And then the, the shelves will be deep enough that you can put the controllers behind the, the consoles as well. So everything can be kept neat and tidy 
in one area that will have a, a footprint of 16 by 24 inches on the, on the living room floor. So instead of it being uh, scattered about, so like I don't like having to you know trip over something. It makes me a little crazy and uh, kind of it'll, it'll force everything into one corner of the of the living room. So I'm I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, I should have um I should get it stained today and hopefully the uh, the parts for pegs. Because I decided I wanted uh, adjustable shelves now instead of just fixed. So I'm going to it's going to be more work, but I'll do uh you know blind holes that are uh, for the pegs to be adjusted up or down. You know by basically an inch up inch down on each shelf. So in case I decide that I need more space, let's say like to pull the switch out or whatever, I can just do that. And then the the um something above or below will just basically have to uh, deal with that essentially. So uh so yeah, I'm excited. I think this will be uh it'll be an improvement to my living, you know, my day-to-day living in my house. It'll be easier to keep things clean when everything has a place and everything can be put in its place. You know how that goes, Wendy, you know? Yes. A place for everything, yes, everything in its place. I'll have a bill of material. I'll put it on my at least on my website, keepagolate.com. Uh so people if they want to take the design and make it work for them, they can do that. And also like costs and whatnot. I think I think it's gonna end up costing me like somewhere in the neighborhood of two hundred dollars. I think when it's all said and done. That's including the HDMI switcher. I I did I missed one part. On the very bottom shelf, I'm putting a spot for all the tablets and phones and things so the kids can put oh, nice. it with like a rack. So they can put it in there and plug it in for the night. And so it's like I'll have a spot for eight tablets and I have five in the house. That's so that, something you know, we need to do. I've got a spot where where the tablets go, but I need to get an actual docking style station set up. And here's and they all need to have short cords because one of the problems we've had in our house is I'll get the the nice longer cords, and even though they're braided cables, the kids will like plug them in and then <laughs> sit down on the floor with them. And so I have I don't know how many cables that need to be tossed because that charging end has been tweaked so much it won't charge right. anymore. Yep, I get that. Yeah. I I got I got a mixture of cables because I want to see how this works out. I have some short ones that and I want to just stay in there for charging. But my guess is, you know, there, there's probably going to be some times when they want to have it charge and play at the same time. So I have some long ones as well. The, I got a, a power strip that has, I want to say it's six, I can't remember, six or eight, uh, four amp USB ports. So that should be adequate Nice for that. Yeah. Well, Wendy, now that you heard about my uh, my gaming nonsense, what do you have going on? Well, I don't have anything nowhere near as exciting as that. If anybody who listens to Deal and Extend also listens to Hardware Addicts, you'll know earlier this year, I had a series where so much tech in my house died. And we had a little bit of that last week. I explained that I'm having issues with the earbuds and we now have another dead coffee maker. So same model. We've had this one not very long, right? It got replaced. And it's dead again. The heating element inside died. So the way that this coffee maker works, I am a bit of a coffee snob. I really like really good coffee. So it's important to me that even if it's drip coffee, it's brewed at the golden temperature. So this is a a technically savvy coffee maker. And it will monitor the temperature of the water as it's heating and will not start to brew the coffee until the water's at the right temperature. So if the heating element is now bad in the coffee maker, it will never brew your coffee. We have backups. So we were still able to brew a decent cup of coffee that morning, just not with my what has been my favorite coffee maker. And since this is the second one that's died with the same exact issue, right? The last one it went kaput because the heating element is bad. And I know we have hard water, but I do regular maintenance on it. And, um, but yeah, it, it's dead. And I'm looking for a new one, which still needs to brew at that golden temperature. I'm a little worried about spending, dropping a lot of money on another coffee pot, worried that 
well, what if this one just dies in a year or less like the last two did? Well, so I'm curious, be- what, what, is the, what is the failure mode in the heating element? Was it a, the actual heating element itself stopped? Like there's an open in the circuit and it doesn't actually heat up anymore? Or is it a sensor so, that went bad in the water? I don't know. And that is one thing that I will, I was planning on doing it this weekend, taking the whole coffee pot apart and just seeing, seeing what what's wrong with it what does the heating element look like what do all the the circuits and stuff look like am i able to fix it i don't know i have been able to see some parts from older models on iFixit so i might actually be able to swap out some parts from something similar but an older generation and make this one work again i think a lot of our community is is very similar in the fact that they love to take things and make them work and try and figure out how to make stuff last longer i know that seems to be an ongoing things in our our forms is i've got this potato of a laptop that's so many years old what can i put on it and use it for 10 more years right like <laughs> right. That, that seems to be and a pretty p- popular thing in in our community and, and referring to it as potato is kind of funny <laughs> <laughs> I actually potato. picked up that term from um, English Bob. So he's he's quite a, a character and he, ah, he's yes. back and forth in the, the Linux gaming side of things. And I don't know where he picked up the term, but computers that are pretty low spec, he'll he'll call them a potato. And so... Actually, I can, I can tell you where I can tell you where EB got that. Where That's, he got it? That is an old YouTube term back in like the early aughts. When you know mid aughts, when uh, YouTube was a thing in its infancy, uh, basically what it was is if you had like the the one four was it one forty four p cameras, like the really bad oh, like yeah. So the jo- the the ongoing joke was, oh, this was recorded on a potato. <laughs> <laughs> the, okay. The, okay. The, the potato had the the potato has one one pixel kind of deal. <laughs> I mean that's where that's funny. That's where I first heard it. So I the mean, evolution uh, of a term. Exactly. <laughs> this episode of DLN Extended is sponsored by DigitalOcean. DigitalOcean offers the simplest, most developer-friendly cloud platform. It's optimized to make managing and scaling apps easy with an intuitive API, multiple storage options, integrated firewalls, load balancers, and more. DigitalOcean recently announced new features and services such as a virtual private cloud in all regions, free of charge. This lets you create multiple private networks to isolate your workloads. Container Registries is now available to all users. Easily store and manage private container images and push images seamlessly to DigitalOcean's Kubernetes. You can get all of this plus access to their world-class customer support for as low as $5 per month. Get started on DigitalOcean for free with $100 credit by going to do.co slash DLN and you can use that $100 credit for spinning up over a dozen droplets or even some monster-sized droplets for two months. Again, you can get started on DigitalOcean with $100 credit by going to do.co slash DLN. Touched on it a little bit before on the rating system in Proton and how at the beginning it seemed to be fantastic and you could look at a game and know how well it was going to play. And now maybe not so much. So in a conversation before... Nate brought up the fact that he doesn't quite agree where Matt and Jason are standing on the rating system. So it's time to discussion this out. Yeah. So in a, in a nutshell, uh, so Matt and Jason had a, uh, had, did, did, did a, 
a show together on YouTube. What would we call it? an episode? Something. Matt had an episode on YouTube. Matt always has episodes on YouTube. <laughs> and uh, <Hey> now. <laughs> <laughs> about how uh, the proton DB is is broken, and uh, so you know, I, I listened to, to to all the points, and 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 Matt, I think you're probably a little more a little more gentle than Jason about it. I think I would say, I disagree. I I think I I'm I'm going to go ahead and just say that I I don't. This is DLN Extend. This is where we disagree, right? This is where I disagree anyway. How how dare you disagree with my opinion? (laughs) You're totally not allowed to have an opinion of your own. So in a nutshell, like, no, Proton, for those that aren't aren't totally aware, Proton is kind of been a, uh, maybe not a resurgence, but a surgence in Linux gaming that was brought to us by Valve and Code Weavers. They put together this uh, layer, this compatibility layer for a lot of Windows games to work in Linux. And the community got together and put together a Proton database of games and, and started to like, know what works what doesn't work and really got a lot of community involvement in this like from around from around the world and this and it's been really a wonderful thing for those that like to game in linux now for me everyone's a little different but like if i if i can't game the way i want to game i'm just not going to do it so i don't if the, if the game will not work on linux i just don't care i guess is really my well i should say if it doesn't work in a console or in linux like if i have to go to windows to play a game i'm just i i tap out not that's gonna just, play that's just yeah. just not gonna play it's like it's not worth my time because either i have to reboot my computer which i don't do unless i'm doing an update uh, a kernel update i should say and i i'm not going to uh run it in a vm because there's performance i know i could do the pci pass through and whatnot using kvm i'm not gonna do that either so uh proton db was put together uh to basically to uh in, to help users be able to utilize these games and then the uh the argument came by uh, I, I can't remember now uh, basically i got mad at both of you and jason matt not really mad that's not the right term i don't get mad i got like i, <laughs> I got the the uh the the dog you know head tilt thing huh yeah, you, uh, you, when, you got the disagreement part i got the disagreement part yeah <laughs> And you're saying that it's broken. And, and now I've I've used Proton DB a little bit, you know, because I have I do play some games, Matt, even though I don't admit them on 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 you know on the podcast, but I do play games. And and so I I kind of feel like you guys missed the point of Proton DB a little bit. You know, I see I see where you say the ratings are broken because I can't play this game. You know, or uh, and you refer to it as the experience or the the installation. Help me out here, Matt. What is it? We, what is the... we we were talking about the overall experience. The the rated right. the basically the way Proton DB currently is structured is it's based off the wine wine HQ ratings. So it's you know platinum, gold, silver, and uh, bronze. And I think Bork right. is who Bork is what yeah. they did. Bro- uh, yeah, Bork. Yep. The way w- which is a great word. The way we were looking at it, the the approach is from the mainstream. It's not from the Linux tech enthusiast crowd. Those are the people making the reports, which is fine. I my uh, my point in the entire thing is we are relying on a technical forum to give guidance to normies, and I hate the term normies, but you know mainstream people if they're coming over to Linux, and that, that is the wrong kind of thing to give them because basically, now, if someone looks up. Who just, you know, is is a casual gamer and says, okay, I'm running Linux, just does the day-to-day stuff. They see a game, says that it's platinum. They go to install that game and then they find out, well, it's platinum if you do these tweaks and that tweaks and this tweak. So it shouldn't actually be platinum. It should be a lower rating because it takes work to get it to play. You can't just install the game, play it out of the box as though it was on a Windows system. It's not taking into account the, you know, Proton DB's ratings are based around performance, which is fine. That's how they want to rate it, whatever. But it boils down to we're pointing people in the wrong direction. We need a different tool for the the non-technical 
technical people to go to. And, and right. that's and the, where and I, that's where I was sitting with it because I it's a great resource. Don't get me wrong, it's helped me solve problems. That's what it's that that is what it should be for. Not the we over rely on it for something that it's not meant for. Right. And and I get that. And but I think I think where where I take a little bit of a disagreement. Yes, you're correct. It, 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 I I always always viewed Proton DB as a tool for getting my games working. Just like Code Weavers, uh, they have a you know to get your Windows programs working on on uh, crossover Linux or Wine HQ for getting your stuff working on whatever, or even I guess Luters to a lesser extent. But so I always view this as a as a resource for problem solving because that's really what it says it is right right basically right in the beginning you know what is proton so i don't think that the rating system is broken i guess this is, this is the crux of it i don't think the rating system is broken i think it's correct from the standpoint that it works at this level if you do these steps and and there is a way to get um there is a way to make it more automated and and maybe that should be a flag in there saying you know these maybe a caveat in there to say it works under these these circumstances, which would make it better, but I don't so think that a, maybe maybe a double rating would be better. Of out of the box, it is this rating with tweaks. It is this rating. Well, so the thing is, they they have a quote unquote filter that you can use if you go to Proton DB and uh, type in random game, yeah, you know, whatever, uh, GTA Five, sure, whatever. If you click on the little gear thing that is not exactly in the most user friendly f- spot to find, and then it gives you the type of uh, reports, and you have the Tinker reports, and you have the Steam Play report, and then you can save it. And then right. a reload is based on Steam Play. That's fine, but I think it'd be a little bit better and easier to find if it was just another tab or something. Yeah. Like, like there, there are certain things that make this not a great user experience. You know, we, we've talked on this before. UI, UX, all that kind of stuff. I'm more about the user experience portion of stuff. Like, I, I want right. people to have a better user experience. Directing somebody to this site that doesn't need the technical help, this isn't going to do them any good or not enough good. Let me rephrase that. To, it's not going to answer a question question they're going to go to it with the out of the box assumption that's why i think the over reliance on proton db is the problem no i totally get and i understand that but i i don't think that there's necessarily it's wrong to have an over reliance on it because you have to have some place some repository that allows the community of gamers to work together to get something working and to improve it from there and and that's what i think it was as a tool and actually i i Michael and I had a disagreement on this too, because I said it was more of a tool for people to, you know, tinkers initially, at least anyway, and to, to get people, you know, to get, to get things working. And, um, and, and I, and I just, I just feel like maybe that, that the way you and Jason kind of hashed it out, you you kind of missed that historical piece of it that, you know, this is, no, this is no, the, what it's for. No, I, I didn't miss that because I remember before when Proton DB was literally an overglorified Google doc. Right. So in the early, ago, early days, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the early, early days. So no, I didn't miss it because I was though I contributed some to that. Like the point is though, we didn't, we weren't using things like glorious egg roll. We weren't using, you You changed some boot tweaks maybe in the, in the, the launcher options, but you, you weren't sitting here and using wine tricks and proton tricks and, oh, you have to roll in this custom version of proton and then slapping a gold rating on it or a platinum rating on it. 
yeah, performance-wise, sure. And that's but definitely not, been not my, my biggest issue with it is I um, look up a game, especially, you know, like the series of Sonic games that we have. And when it, when it comes to wine, I am wholly and totally incompetent. I am willing to say that 100%. So you start looking at some of them and I'm like, oh, it's a gold rating. Oh, you know, so it, I should be able to get it to play without too much fuss and then get into it and start reading what people are doing. And it hits the point of I had 10 minutes to get this game going for my daughter. I don't have time to sit and figure out all of these little side angles. And so I've told her that she could play thinking that it was a gold rated game game only to find out I don't have an hour and a half two hours to make this work and part of it is because my my incompetence when it comes to wine right that that makes sense and I get that which is probably why the conversation went to like what what could be a um, fix or a patch there's another site that you were talking about Matt or was it about where it it was it was Jason Um, that's a it's a demo site more than anything else. I think I think it's okay. It's from Liam uh, from over on Gaming on Linux. But, okay. not, but like as an example, I, I'm sitting here looking at a, a silver rated game that's going up to a gold. That's, that's the trend. But every one of these are tinker reports. The tinker, 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 tinker. You know, the, this one significant bugs. <laughs> that's not a, so that'd be more of a bronze experience. It t- it's like oh, you have to install the the Microsoft uh, was the MF install fonts and stuff. Then you have to add this launch option on command. And then, oh, you have to use Glorious Egg Roll. Okay. Right. And I think, that, and that's I think that's actually fine as long as they, they write it out. And there should be a way to automate that. Like, like that would give the, the next person who cares the time to, you know, I, I've actually built for, for um, Code Weavers, like those, those uh, install scripts to actually take care of that for you. I'm pretty sure it's similar to what they use in Lutris. Um, but, but so that, that, should, that then allows the next person to take that to the next level and be able to build on that and make that installation process even better. You know what I mean? You know what I'm getting yeah, at with that? No, no. I, I so yeah. therefore, then it makes the experience, the the generic overall experience, better for insert user here. Um, you know, your your install process. Well, this is all stuff that might be rolled into Proton, etc. Whatever uh, is right. essentially what you're saying. And I I get that point, but I'm saying we have to look at stuff from beyond just the oh, it, it always has to be a help form or a repository for knowledge. Yes, repository for knowledge are great there should be active we should promote it but it's the over reliance on it and it's like it it, it doesn't help in that regard to be over reliant this is the part you're going to hate Nate. people don't want to do yes. more than two clicks they they are that is generic <laughs> sometimes you don't have time for more than two clicks it, 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 I, I, it is not i'm not slagging on normal people i'm not slagging because i i'm the same way now i've gotten to the point where i look at this stuff and i'm like i don't have time nor do i care and, and i'm more than technically adept to do all this stuff but it, it it's just to the point where it's like, do I want to sit here and tinker or do I want to sit here and actually have enjoyment? Because and I, for, for some people, they get the enjoyment from tinker. Enjoyment out of the tinker. Totally yeah. cool. Report, do, do you know, make, make the project better. Awesome. But we can't seriously sit here and say that we, we're going to always have, we're going to point 99% of people to the 1% that actually use it. Cause that, that is, they're, they're not looking for the same thing. So you can call no, it catering. I, you can call it whatever you want. At the end of the day, let the 1% have what they need, which is Proton DB. And we can direct the, the, I just want to click the big blue install button and the big green play button people to another site. Pull, for, pull from Proton DB, pull fixes in, you know, um, 
pull pull the pull like run scripts and all that like automated scripts and that kind of stuff totally cool with that but i have yet to see any of that kind of stuff happen uh, well i think some of it has been done i mean if you look at it from a uh lutris anyway they actually have that their database that they actually have the all the tweaks and tw- tweaks and runtimes fixed on install it's only it's only a slight step to get that over working with steam i imagine it's going to work in steam as well something along those lines i mean i i'm i'm using you know proton db patched versions of wine to make you know to make certain as- uh, certain applications work for me so it's not it's not a to me, without things like ProtonDB and Lutris, you're not going to get, it's, it's a building and you, and you have to, you know, if, if the community wants to take it to the next level, the way I see it, people have to make it a priority to take this information and build those, build that the layer of, of ease of, of installation on top of that, which is why I don't think the rate, because I mean, like for, for me, let's say, I, let's say I want to take some time and I want to get, you know, let's, say, let's say Grand Theft Auto, not that I say I play that game, but let's say I have, maybe I have, but I want to get that working easier um, to you know, for, to install. I'm not saying that's an actual issue, but I just, it just kind of popped up on my on the list here. So I see that it runs at a, let's say, at a platinum level. Okay, but it has all these other steps to make it work. Now, me as someone who's passionate about Grand Theft Auto, I can go through and and analyze what it needs. And then I can create that script to make it so when someone goes to install it, that it's it's a it's a one click install. But without this database of information and of resources saying all these things work well, it is worth your time now to get this thing working a lot easier. You know, that, then now that that enables me to be able to do that because maybe I don't have the time to figure out all the little nitinoid issues that need to be you know you know what what components need to put together. But I can certainly put together that script that makes it all work. You know what I'm saying? And so to me that that that's that's what that's the power of ProtonDB from my perspective is someone has done all the hard work for me it's just now they go the last you know the last five percent the last ten percent to make everything be a smooth experience from end to end and that but that but that takes some time and a little, little finesse a little you know a little going through and it's something i, that I I've definitely done get where where both of you are saying for me it is i wish the readings are more consistent so if if there is a reading of okay it works platinum after you've done the tweaks after you've run this script i i would like a out of the box reading after you've messed with it reading so if it's platinum on both sides great so i can say look if i've got two seconds say look at the game yep i can absolutely get this download this game downloaded and installed for you and you can play or we can go ahead and download the game but it'll be such and such time before i can fix it for you to work on and and not every person has that kind of constraint for me right as i as i do i'm usually installing games for kids because the games that i play myself are for the most part native linux games so i don't have to worry about is it going to work for me but it's games for the kids different kind of things Uh, we have quite a few of the lego games which some have worked well and some haven't and on the the quick note it would be nice yep it works great out of the box i can tell you sure yep you can play that game right now or no you need to pick a different game because it's going to be such and such time before i can go through and set it up properly yep i get it i get it there there probably should be a i'm maybe there should be a well no that maybe I agree. There should be some sort of a caveat on the rating system of this is not a quick install. You know, is it a quick install, a quick setup? You know, yes or no, and leave yeah. it at that. And I think that that would, but that shouldn't affect the actual rating of it. Well, again, it's because you're seeing it, this as a repository for people who are willing to tinker. That that to your point, that was 
the original intent of this. This was, but Wendy's point is more more time based. More, I don't I don't mean it when I say normie uh, in a mean way, <laughs> Wendy, but like more more the average user approach to tech, where it's just it needs the work. Um, yeah, and I I think it's it's different approaches. You, you're gonna have people who want to tinker, like like you know, like you mentioned, Nate, or write a script or whatever. Or add add the code that they need to 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 the proton to make it work better. Roll in stuff from Glorious Egg Roll into Proton. However, they want to make it work. It's just different approaches. The approach for the well, if you do all these steps, it's native performance, and then you you have nothing on the other side to counterbalance that. So there's an over reliance on the the more technical stuff. So more normal people who come to that that resource are going to be I don't want to say flooding the system, but they're going to be viewing the system in the wrong way anyway because they don't understand how the the the, the system was intended to be. So you need and you need a resource for that that normal people, that normal crowd where it's just it's at a glance. It's to me the the proton DB ratings right now are not something you would take at a glance unless you yeah. unless you enable with a filter that is could be better better found <laughs> um <laughs> with, with, within their website and that that is where i take the, the, that's where i take the issue and you know that's kind of the perspective i come from i i get where you're coming from though as a resource of knowledge and fixes and issues and that kind of stuff call it a bug it's tracker fantastic. i was gonna say call it a bug tracker call it whatever you want it is a fantastic resource i've used it to some some of my own issues some complicated some not and I, i'm totally Totally fine with that. To me, again, it's the over reliance on it when it's not meant to be relied on by an entire crowd, but a very specific crowd. No, I yeah, I I can see that. I can see that. I I, I just I just take a little bit of exception to the idea that it's broken though. Because the other thing too is, I mean, all these games are a moving target anyway. And and also, I mean, let's 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 wind this back a little bit too. Gaming in on Windows, uh, which I used to do at one time. It was just as much of a headache, if not more. I mean, I, I remember having to mess with drivers and mess with DLLs and everything else just to get games working back in the day when I, I call that my, my computer dark ages. But the, um, the and, and so, I mean, it's games have always pushed the envelope and, and are always have always been a difficult thing to basically keep running nicely. And it really hasn't been since Steam that things seem to actually run pretty great. I mean, as a whole, not, not everything, but but as a whole, you know, for uh, gaming on on x86 PC type systems, whether that's Windows or Linux. I mean, Linux native gaming has been often a headache. I've got some old Linux games that I I bought in the early oddies, if we may call that now, that uh, that don't run. You know, I that I can't get to run. So you know, I mean, Proton at least gives me you know I I have, I have better compatibility with old Windows games on Linux than I do old Linux games on Linux. You no, know, yeah. what it's worth, or, yeah. or even old Windows games on Windows, because right. I know I've talked about the the. Windows game, the the Sonic Windows game, that not only was I struggling to get it to work on Linux, but then since we had to have a Windows system for Minecraft Education Edition, tried to install it there, and nope, can't get it to run there either. Yeah, uh, and and that's the thing. Like everything's always going to have problems. Linux native gaming, Mac gaming, Windows get you know, take your pick, whatever. You know, you're, you're going to have the the degradation of code essentially for incompatibilities and engines or you know whatever uh for me it, it just boils down to i have no problem 
messing with DLLs. I have no, like I, I used uh, Resident Evil Six as an example when I was uh, that video I did with Jason. I, I mentioned that it was simply a drag and drop and a replacement of the I believe it was the movie files because the, there are different codecs. Um, and that's fine. That that is really no, that is legit no different than drag and dropping a DLL or a different you know executable or whatever for Windows stuff. That's a level that probably about as far as most users are going to be willing to go. When you when you start getting into the proton uh, you know proton tricks and wine tricks and various the the various different custom roles of proton and stuff, then you're getting into a whole different level. And th- and that's that's where you have that okay you're a tinkerer you like to make things work here's here's the other portion of the crowd and i i just think that we get so caught up in the tinkering that we always never look at, at the other side well, and you could be a tinkerer on on a different level right because there's things that i love to tinker with and things that i don't and i really am not a big gamer and since my oldest daughter is since she really enjoys it she's the one that needs to learn how to make all of that work because i don't enjoy tinkering with game stuff it's, it's just not my thing yeah for, for some people they they just want to sit down hit the play button and it works right and we as linux folk we're you know toot our own horn we, we tend to be more technically minded not always not all users obviously you know there are some that are not but really at the end of the day it boils down to just using and understanding that there are different sides to a community and that that's really the thing and we we always cater to like the more technical aptitude side and we're we hear about the supposed new users or the whatever and we just kind of brush them off and that's why why i'm kind of passionate about this the proton db ratings and stuff because i i think it's catering to that side and we're we're pointing this crowd to that source and that's not the source they should be pointed at if that's not what they need, i.e. technical help. This episode of DLN Extend is brought to you by Bitwarden. Bitwarden is the easiest, safest way for individuals, teams, businesses, and organizations to store their passwords. The fact that Bitwarden is not only open source, but has had third-party security testing done is one reason I have chosen to trust them with my passwords. On their blog, they have recently announced another third-party security review has been completed. They have the security assessment available for anyone to review. My favorite part of the report, and I quote, no exploitable vulnerabilities were discovered. Thank you, Bitwarden, for offering such a feature-rich password manager and making security checks a priority. You can get started with a free account by going to bitwarden.com DLN. Want to support this open source project and help them continue to conduct third-party security audits? That support starts at only $10 a year. Jump over to bitwarden.com DLN to learn more. That is a fantastic point to wrap up that discussion on. Are we coming to a complete close? No, but we don't always have to agree on everything. And it's fantastic to hear what everybody's opinions are. And we would love to hear your opinions on this topic. So switching gears, but also staying in the same somewhat pathway. What game do you have this week for us, Matt? You always assume I have a game that I'm going to make a suggestion about, and I don't know why. Uh, well, yeah, I kind of do, but that's totally Because you sucks. do. <laughs> Me? No, never, Wendy. I would never, ever, ever try to put, make people <laughs> What's part. What's it called? I would, I would never make people try to part with their money. Never. 
So the game recommendation that I would have is one called The Council. Now, seeing how we just talked about Proton DB, I'm going to say this is platinum. I can say from my own experience having played it totally on Linux that it is literally hit install button, play button, it plays, have fun. This Boom. is it. the ratings work great. So now we agree. <laughs> 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 not not normally. Don't start that again. <laughs> not <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so uh, this game is a episodic episodic historic game with some supernatural elements. It's really kind of a really kind of a hard game to describe. If it's a more slow grind, it's more of a character interaction kind of game. If you've played any of like the like the Telltale games, like uh, the Walking Dead games or uh, any of the Batman games or any of that kind of stuff, then it's kind of in that vein. Difference is your choices kind of actually matter. <laughs> if you want a very story focused game, this this is definitely a game to to get. Uh, I really enjoy it. The first episode's free, so it gives you an idea of like how how the game plays and feels and that kind of stuff. So uh, I believe it's twenty bucks. I think for the entire season, if I remember correctly, or twenty five. Sorry, and I would say it's totally worth it. Um, multiple playthroughs, you end up dealing with and interacting with historic characters because you play i can't remember the actual last name but you, your character is louis he plays a uh, part from the french revolution and so you're interacting with like napoleon bonaparte and uh george washington and a bunch of different stuff and it's really interesting to kind of have that interaction it's a different take on a game that not one that you would normally see made and that's what makes it really cool well from like a a, uh, historical perspective i i I would like to actually just you know this might be a good way to at least uh like like right now we're um i'm studying with my kids early early america uh the time of george washington and whatnot so this is actually very cool as far as i mean even yeah this is probably not the right thing for my kids because it looks a little bit uh you know maybe not kid friendly (laughs) but (laughs) yeah you know later on uh as my kids were to get older and be able more you know can it would be more in their wheelhouse i guess you could say things like this i think are good even if they're not necessarily historically accurate or or whatnot if nothing else it can provide a conversation about that time in history you know this is what the this is what the history books say. Here's a here's a t- the take the video game has on it. So there's there's a uh, it's a it's a neat idea as far as utilizing a bit of history to uh, to talk about it, make it make it forefront in your mind, you know, and, and to disagree with you know, if, they, if they have something that's way off to disagree oh, with it. Oh, so. oh well, Nate, don't worry, it has stuff that's way off, so you'll definitely disagree with it. <laughs> but, and that's and I have no problem doing that. But but I'm just saying, like the, the idea though to have the conversations mm-hmm. is, is to me is important to have. And the reason that I do like this particular game is that it. It makes you think like, like, you know, it has like the typical like Illuminati feel and that kind of stuff like that. That's why it's called the council. You're supposed to be making directions for like what the world and that kind of stuff. But like the historical context and interaction with people, personal kind of interactions, like when you interact with like Napoleon Bonaparte, you realize he does have a God complex. (laughs) Uh, or or a short man complex whatever sorry you know what i mean something Um, yeah but you can you get kind of like a characteristic of why it's just that kind of stuff where it's a little more nuanced and it's like hmm okay you know you you view the potentially the historical accuracy in a in a different light because you might have a different understanding of how maybe that person actually was so nate what's on your plate well i always have lots of things on my plate i told you about the my gaming rack 
that I, I blame you for. But because of Wendy, so I can blame her now, I did get like a real camera, not just using my phone to take pictures, but a boop, real boop. camera. And and Wendy, I apologize for all the messages I sent you and and, and the harassment that was not not a problem. But, I told but, you you could, but it was intentional. So um the I got the. A5100 from Sony. So it's a mirrorless, has a has a removable lens. Like I'm still learning about this thing and it's very, very cool. I I, I don't know what an E-mount is, but it has that. Oh, but it has what I think is a really neat feature. Like not that I'm into taking selfies, but if you want to like, let's say you're doing a vlog and uh, you want to record yourself, you can actually flip the screen up and you can look at yourself. So instead of having, you know, two lenses, obviously like on a phone, you actually you can flip the screen out forward. There's all these different like little uh, little little features and whatnot. I don't understand like it does right now. I have everything set kind of an automatic until I can really under you know really learn the different features and whatnot of it. But I'm I'm taking it also. I bought some uh, some LED like um, lighting and so forth, and they have like camera mount screws on it as well. Does that make any sense? So I can yeah, do like video with like with mounts and such and on, on tripods. So what I'm trying to do is my goal is, and I have some footage already. It's just a matter of me cutting it up. But I I'm I'm doing. I want to do a little more of the video content creation. My hiatus that I had for a few weeks has made me fall behind in like my school, my kids' education. So I got to get caught up there first. But once I'm caught up and I can spend a little more time on the uh, on, on the content creation, I'm going. I want to do some more videos and such. I want to try and learn and experiment and do whatnot. So I'm gonna. I'm getting ready to put out a lot of garbage on YouTube that nobody's gonna watch, but it'll be for my own personal <laughs> education. So I'm really excited about that. That is exciting and good luck on your your video journey. I always love it when people say that not only did they buy a camera, but they're enjoying the camera that they've bought. It doesn't do you any good if you buy a camera and then you absolutely hate it. So I'm glad this is one that you're enjoying. And video is still one yeah. of those things that's kind of touch and, and go for me. Like I can I can do it. It's more like the editing part that I'm still learning. So maybe we can learn some of that together. I know that's one of my goals. Um, I'm not quite so behind on schoolwork, but schoolwork has made me way behind on like Instagram and that kind of stuff and some other content creation that I want to do. So may maybe that'll be a back and forth. Yeah. So you it's can a, be learning. It's a hard balance. Can, it is. It's it really is. So Wendy, what have you got going on? I am actually going to take a page from Matt's book this week. You've covered some fantastic camera stuff, which is typically my forte. But last weekend, I bought a game on Humble Bundle. It was on sale. And I wait, did wait, go wait, ahead wait. and look at ProtonDB to see what the ratings were. Wait. <laughs> Was this a game I made any recommendation on? Unfortunately, no. So, so I, I can't even blame the purchase on purchase. you. <laughs> that is not true, Matt. You can be blamed for all game purchases from this point forward, since you are the forever and ever. Not and only, ever. You're not only the DLN, yes. but the greater gaming community enabler, as far as I'm concerned. So yes, you are <laughs> responsible. The graphics looked absolutely amazing. So it's called Luna, and it's about uh, a little bird and it's adventure to bring the moon back together, essentially. So I fell in love with it because, you know, the graphics were, were absolutely gorgeous. Well, at least the idea of it. But I said that it was kind of a relaxing puzzle type game. So when I took a dive into it, I paid less than $4 for the game on sale. It is unfortunately no longer on sale. But if, if it's a game that you end up hearing about and you like, you know, I'll, I'll take another page from Matt's book. Yeah, go ahead and get it. But as far as gameplay goes, it ended up not really being 
a game that I enjoyed all of that much. And and I do enjoy a little bit of story with the games and I do like some of the more, I guess, relaxing games, partially because I suck at shooters. I've mentioned several times that we own the 2016 Doom, but I can't make it past the first level. And my daughter will say, mom, <laughs> move and shoot, move and shoot. And I'm like, I'm trying, but then I can't keep. Yeah, I die. I just die. They're they're not my, not that I don't enjoy playing them because I had fun on DL, the last DLN game night playing them. I'm just not good at them. So when I sit down to play a game that not only will I enjoy, but that I can be somewhat good at, it's more of the relaxing styles that I like. And Luna is definitely along those lines. It's a very relaxing game. I expected the puzzle parts of it to be a little more difficult. So this game really is focused more on the story than it is on the actual user interaction. So if you want something that has a calm story and is kind of interesting and nature related, this is a great game for you. But if you're wanting something where the puzzles take more than like a minute, this isn't a game for you. Hands down, beautiful graphics, fantastic soundtrack, nice overall story of the game just wasn't what I was wanting on the puzzle side of it. I'm turning Wendy into a gamer slowly. I know, I noticed you're, this. you're getting there. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so like, you know, Wendy's now investing a lot of time in gaming. So I'm, I'm hoping that maybe that there's some sort of a, uh, that Wendy maybe along with like, I don't know, maybe you, Matt, if you guys did some sort of gaming thing, you know, on, on maybe maybe you guys could stream some of your gaming for us to stream sit on your digital couch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, we, it, maybe possibly uh would have to find have to maybe <laughs> maybe <laughs> wendy we we could do override oh no that some, would be fun yeah it, it it's fun to sometimes like like i would probably wouldn't buy this game and but it would be kind of it's for me anyway when there's people in the community like in, in destination linux community that you know i um that are sometimes doing streaming and i you know i like to like you know if i'm Let's say I'm home. It's a, let's say it's a Saturday afternoon. I'm not recording DLN Extend or anything like that. Uh, then it's nice to like put somebody on that's doing some streaming, just like as I'm folding laundry or whatever. Just kind of, like, it's like I'm sitting on their digital couch, you know, and and just kind of shooting the breeze with them. And I think it'd be yeah. it's, it's it'd be kind of fun, you know. Even if even it's not like a huge thing, that's make a big announcement. But like, you just you know, every once in a while, it'd be nice to people in the community. This is actually call it to anybody in the community, not just you, Wendy. But you know, if you're gonna do some game streaming, you know, let us know. Maybe if you can do something like let us know ahead of time in the discourse forum, and uh, and so we can we can join you on your on your e-couch and uh and you know maybe some you know chat at you and whatnot so that's just that's just my two cents um you know take it for what it's worth and, and if and if it's dust geek will totally harass you as and watch you as you stare at the floor or the sky a lot <laughs> for, those, for those that don't know what that means that means he dies a lot <laughs> now i get it i may not be good at playing the first person shooter games, but I am really good at giving DOS geek crap while playing the first person shooter See? games. See, that's that's good for everybody. <laughs> Love you, Ryan. We'd like to continue this discussion with you on Telegram, in Discourse, Mumble, or Discord. Visit the DLN website for information on how to connect with us on social channels, other shows, and the creators on destinationlinux.network. For more info, you can find Nate at cubiclenate.com. Links to my regular written blatherings, podcast, and YouTube stuff can be found there. And you can find me on Twitter at MattDLN. 
Yeah. And you can find me on Instagram at Linux and Lifts. I promise I will get better at getting some stuff posted. I am getting this crazy school schedule figured out. We thank you for joining us. And until next time, have a great week, everybody.